Welcome to the Men's Alliance podcast. I'm David Mills. Men's Alliance is a growing movement out of Richmond, Virginia, where tribes of men meet in person weekly for an epic outdoor workout and a real world devotion around a fire. We're bringing men out of isolation, out of their comfort zones, and into something real. Hey, Men's Alliance. This is Michael Dennison, call sign Bench from Richmond, Virginia, Charlie Tribe. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about forgiveness. Hopefully, you find this podcast convicting and can identify a few ways in which you could improve on forgiveness. So what is forgiveness and why is it important? Forgiveness is probably something you learned about when you were a child growing up. There's a scenario that I'm sure you can relate to growing up where you have a fight between you and a sibling or a close friend and your parent makes you reconcile. To the offender, they say, now say you're sorry. And the child reluctantly says, I'm sorry. And to the other kid, they say, now say you forgive him. And just as reluctantly, they say, I forgive you. And now the situation is resolved because the kid's reconciled. And as saying the words, I forgive you, is all it takes to forgive someone. Parents did their best, but this actually isn't the best representation of how forgiveness really works. Forgiveness itself is the process of letting go past sin and wrongdoing. God has forgiven us of our sins, so he commands us to forgive others of theirs, and this example is set throughout the Bible. Jesus tells a parable in Matthew where he explains this process. You're probably familiar with the parable of the unforgiving servant. There's a master whose servant owes an unpayable amount of money. The servant begs and pleads with him not to be sold for the debt. And the master has pity on him and forgives him of all his debt. Now on exiting the master's present, the servant goes directly to another man who owes him just a fraction of what he had owed. The man begs and pleads with the servant to give him more time, but the servant has him thrown in jail for not paying his debt. Now the master finds out about the servant and addresses him saying, You wicked servant, I forgave you a debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not have mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? In this situation, we are the evil servant when we harbor unforgiveness against other people. We are forgiven an unpayable debt with our sinful lives when Jesus died on the cross in our place. Yet we still struggle to forgive others when they gossip or lie to us. Isaiah 43.25 says, I am he who blots out your transgression for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. This is an example we should be following every day. So why can forgiveness be so challenging? There's a couple misconceptions about forgiveness that may inhibit us from forgiving people properly. First, forgiveness is not minimizing an offense. I know I can be guilty of saying things like, oh, it's no big deal, don't worry about it. Or, it's fine, it didn't even bother me. These are all methods of deflecting the hurt and not addressing the possible pain that may harbor. Sometimes I can practice this method as a way of ignoring or avoiding the fact that something may be quite trivial really hurt me. I don't want to address something, so I minimize it. First step in forgiveness is recognizing what needs to be forgiven, and minimizing offense has you pretend that there's nothing to forgive to somehow prove that you're above getting hurt. Second, forgiveness is not forgetting an offense. Society says to forgive and forget, and forgetting offense will show that it is completely behind you. This couldn't be more untrue. Reality is, we rarely forget the hurt done to us. Just trying to forget an offense is like having mold in your basement and turning off the lights and hoping it goes away. 
Maybe if I just don't address it, it will go away. Lastly, forgiveness is not reconciliation. We often associate an apology with forgiveness and will say, when they apologize, I will forgive them. Romans 12.18 says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. This verse does not say, when they apologize, live at peace with everyone. Waiting for reconciliation to forgive only causes you disappointment and pain as you suffer from holding on to unforgiveness. Another reason we struggle to forgive is because we think it's not fair. We can think that someone does not deserve to be forgiven. Even Peter struggled with this when he asked Jesus how many times he's supposed to forgive someone when they wrong him, because there has to be a limit to how many times someone deserves to be forgiven. And Jesus instructs him to forgive them endlessly. Only when we fully understand how much we don't deserve the grace of God will we be able to endlessly forgive others and leave fairness out of it. Carrying unforgiveness causes a lot of unnecessary pain and suffering. Harboring unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And like poison, unforgiveness seeps into all aspects of our lives and defiles it. It causes stress and anxiety, resentment and anger. It penetrates our mind and taints our thoughts and our vision. It penetrates our hearts and paralyzes our ability to love and be loved. Why would we ever choose to carry on to unforgiveness knowing God can relinquish us from all that pain? Proverbs 18.19 says, A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong castle, and quarreling is like the bars of the castle. We can't come close to living out our potential in God when we walk in unforgiveness. Forgiving others is certainly a struggle, but forgiving ourselves is a whole nother war. Forgiving ourselves for our past mistakes and past sins can be more than we can handle sometimes. There's a couple mistakes that we make that may inhibit us from forgiving ourselves properly. The first of which is trying to bury past mistakes. Some mistakes are so painful or so embarrassing, we just try to bury them away and never think about them again. Proverbs 28.13 says, Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. These wounds will never heal properly being buried, but will most likely just become infected as they don't get addressed. The Holy Spirit can heal all our sins and wounds. We just have to let him in. Secondly, we tend to beat ourselves up for our failures. We say stuff like, you're so dumb, how could you ever do that? Or you're so stupid for not seeing where that was leading you. We can think that our past sins are so unforgivable that we never let ourselves forget about them. We tend to have more grace for other people than we do for ourselves. Even King David struggled with this. He committed adultery and killed her husband when the woman got pregnant. He laments to God saying, My guilt overwhelms me. It is a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and stink because of my foolish sins. I am bent over and racked with pain. All day long I walk around filled with grief. A raging fever burns within me and my heart is broken. I am exhausted and completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. David feels unable to forgive himself for what he did. A part of the creed says, My past failures do not define me. In other words, this says, I have forgiven myself for my past failures. God does not hold us to any of our past sins, but forgives us freely. Then why don't we? God never said forgiveness would be easy. 
It takes courage and strength to follow his path, but his fulfillment is worth the hardship. A couple ways to grow in your forgiveness is to recognize God's grace for you. Understanding how undeserving you are of God's endless mercy will help you walk in more grace. Also recognize that forgiveness can be a process. Don't force yourself to forgive when you're not ready, but allow God to work in you and give him the opportunity to walk you through forgiveness. As you begin to see yourself and others as God does, you will be able to release offenses you were never meant to carry. Here's a couple of questions to help you respond to this. Can you relate to any of the misconceptions about forgiveness, minimizing the offense, trying to forget it, or waiting for reconciliation? Can fairness or what someone deserves inhibit you from walking in forgiveness? Does the line, I have forgiven myself for my past failures, weigh on you? Is there any unforgiveness that you're still carrying on to and haven't relinquished to God? And have you ever walked through a situation like David where your mistakes felt unforgivable? Visit mensalliancetribe.com to find a tribe near you. Or maybe you're the man to start one in your area. So check us out at mensalliancetribe.com. I hope to see you around the fire soon.